road. But he was thoughtful because he took the child seat out of the car so that he could get his bike in the back. Oh, <laughs> we're live. Fabulous. Excellent. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another weekly uh, webinar from myself, Will, Carl. Um, hope you've all had a good week and uh, looks like we're going to have a hot weekend if, if it could get hotter than today. <laughs> right, guys, let, let's plough straight in. I believe somebody might uh, be whisking themselves away for something nice to eat this evening. We're not jealous at all and we don't want to yeah. be heckled with rumbling tummies. Yeah, after a, <laughs> yeah, after a week of sort of hypoxia like everybody else in their masks and shower curtains and everything else they're, they're wearing uh got good news in that my daughter got a 2-1 from bristol university Yay. yeah so hence we're heading out for a, a bit of nosh i should think so that's fantastic just, just eat or deliver uh <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore, does it? No. It's just eat. I think they merged with just eat. Did they? Wimpy. Uh, Not there are other things. Probably sold it for a couple of billion. You know. Yeah. We got in the wrong business, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Certainly did. So, right. Yeah, then. That's, that's that's kind of my excitement. Um, I was going to bring up the F word again, just when we thought we'd kind of left it all behind. I managed to see a document, I think, from Scottish Dentistry. Have you read that one? Oh, I thought I'd let you do it. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we can all chip in and like throw things at it and uh, yeah. smash our computers up. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I, well, my, my thoughts on it. Go on, you've, you've read it, mate. Did you want to say well, what you think? There was only kind of, I think it was all about mitigation and stuff like that wasn't it really yeah uh, so um uh, and it was basically i think it's like you make up your own rules based on your mitigation but if you don't have virus machines and an open window and a certain square footage of room once you've done your 40 minutes cram prep at nine o'clock in the morning you basically go home then because you your surgery has to shut down for six hours is that did i get that right or yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah. brilliant yeah that's one, why work one one a day if you do it at the beginning of the day if you do it at the end of the day then wow doesn't mind me yeah yeah that's I, it yeah I, I quite like the idea of turning up at nine o'clock and doing one cram prep and going home <laughs> it's, anyway. it's just because we mentioned the the potential welsh fellow time you're doing a one-upmanship here will We've gone north, yeah, north of yeah, the border. Just, yeah, yeah. See, so see, Wales didn't actually officially, well, as far as I'm aware, didn't bring that out. It was just no. kind of bended around, and then Scotland got wind of our webinar last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they were what can, what can, Yeah, what can we do? Hang on a sec. Call her. Call him. Call call that donkey over there, as in the one that's in that field. And uh, they got together, and. What they did is because it's via Zoom meetings and not face to face in a boardroom, they all just got a bit confused about what they were talking about. And uh, I think Dominic put it quite well, Dominic uh, O'Hooley, where, where he said, you know, they had different bits of information on how to make a horse and they came up with a camel or something <laughs> like something along those lines. I think I think he's right. You read it and you just think it just doesn't flow. It's almost like written by 
you know, several different individuals that have come up with different conclusions, and then they've kind of made it up, <laughs> made it up and gone, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll advise that. Six hours, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> what concerns yeah. me all is the, that all the dice. About, about, a, about a month ago, you two were saying, oh, you know, coming back, you know, it's more tiring than what I thought. So what I'm worried about is that next week you two were going to say, well, actually, yeah, one patient a day. <laughs> It works. <laughs> That'd be nice. I can manage it. That would be nice. <laughs> as long as it's uh, upper and lower full arch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else? Uh, how, how's your practice been this week? Well, uh, again, super busy. Uh, I think last week I noticed for some reason Monday was was the diary was clear, and then all the staff came up to me and were like. We're just so busy. We need some time. You're right. If we open up Monday, and I just went, no, <laughs> no, just, just leave it. I've had whatever four, five weeks. Maybe it's my age. I don't know. It, it was literally like, you know, I'm just got these masks to the cutting off the blood supply from my carotid arteries to my brain, <laughs> um, and I'm um, yeah. Not that I'm losing any weight in the shower curtain, but <laughs> just um, water that gets, sort of, you know, sucked back in the minute I leave the surgery. But nice. you know, I, sh I should be about six stone by now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's how kind of condensation works. So it's not, you know, it's not actually coming out of your body as such. It's just that that heat exchange. So yeah. it's, from, it's just from that little bit of atmosphere between your, your body and the air. So yeah. all the air, all the moisture there, it's not from you, mate. You're just going to pile the pains on, I'm afraid. I know. Oh, I know. Tell, me. tell me about it, especially tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With your delivery. With me delivery. Well, we, McDonald's delivery. Yeah, of course they do. Well, what do you think we're having? I said you can have anything on the menu, Chloe. <laughs> McDonald's. Filet of fish and a court pain with cheese. Yeah. Nice we, large. Ooh, super size, mate. Can we yeah. bring you two back in the room? Back oh, in the room. Oh, food. Food, food after. Food just, after. just a quick question while we're while we're live. Uh, have any of you seen uh, wetsuits in your house lying around anywhere? Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit neat. Might, uh, might sound uh, a bit uh, random, but uh, I don't. On know a Friday night, anything goes. Yeah, yeah. Kelly tunes into this, but I've spent Not the past nice. week looking for the wetsuits because we're going away, and uh, she swears blind that she didn't give them to the charity shop, uh, but they're not anywhere to be found now bearing in mind we've been in lockdown so so i'm kind of a little bit confused as to where they've gone i might get crucified for this actually we are live aren't we this is been... yeah i'll shut right. up now can we, can we cut that right. yeah <laughs> go, go make her a gin back in the room back I'll in the room so yeah for a minute i thought this was some sort of new ppe that yeah you know, it was like wearing a wetsuit in the surgery Possibly. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about. No, I'm just talking random crap. Oh, okay. I did. That's unusual, that actually. It's because it's irritating me. It's on my mind. I'm sick of it. It's one of those things where I've looked everywhere and I don't want to waste my time looking anymore if it's in a charity shop or if, you know, if that guy that's nicking the cars is wearing the stuff or whatever. Can I ask you a question, Carl? Who, me? Yeah. Yes, yes. Have you been out in the sun today? for a little bit right it just might just answer a few questions will and i have got i, I, have to, I haven't got a baseball cap on so so this yeah. week we've um uh 
uh, one of the practices we went um, into um, was outstanding, really, absolutely fantastic, lovely setup. It's a new practice. And a patient that we got talking to informed us that their dental practice still isn't open and no signs of it opening. So have you guys heard of many practices? And Will, I know you've taken on quite a few new patients, you, uh, you've told us over the last few weeks. Is that still the case? Are you hearing that dental practices aren't open? The, the feeling I'm getting is that the mixed practices are getting their NHS payments. Mm. You know, I don't want to point the finger at anyone, but they, they may be getting their NHS payments and thinking, we'll just do private work so i think some patients possibly who've been nhs patients may be getting sort of frozen out yeah because the that nhs money is coming so i think you know possibly some practices mm -hmm. are just diverting all their attention to private mm. okay. it confirms exactly what i've heard um so for well a few more than four consultations but the four consultations that came in couldn't get in with their dentist because their dentist uh, wasn't open and they were all N previous NHS patients that have been to see the private practitioners and then been referred to us for implants because they either had extractions or spaces that they wanted implants for. And they all said the same thing. I was in an, I'm was i an NHS patient or I was an NHS patient, can't get in to see the dentist because they're closed. Um, so I came here because they're open and they were willing to see me. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like, what, they're not open yet. But then I thought, well, I don't want to point fingers like you said, Will, but I'm thinking if you're getting paid and uh, I think, yeah, you're getting paid. incentive thing, isn't it? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like you on Mondays. If you don't want to open, I'm not <laughs> opening, that's it. <laughs> except, I'm not, except I'm not getting paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> not very bright of me, but you know. <laughs> one of my, one of my uh, favorite stories from this week was the, uh, a chap that works, at the BBC and I, I got chatting to him uh, or he got chatting to me and he was telling me that they've started filming again for the part that he, he works in so he's sort of in a part of the production side of things and they've been trying to work out they can get around the, the sort of social distancing and they've got two meter bamboo canes that they use so that they can put it in between the actors or in between the people I said do you sharpen the end for people you don't like <laughs> and uh some of the people he was telling me were using these little laser pointers so they actually point it and they have that little two meter you know you two meters away but the, the best bit was the uh intimacy parts so they have a perspex screen when they're going in for the kiss um and in in certain uh programs like uh eastenders they've got mannequins to make it look <laughs> like they're more creative oh, right. Is the, you see the back of the mannequins and things like that. So if you look out for some of these sort of live programs like Coronation Street and EastEnders, you might notice that when they go for a kiss, it fogs up. And their <laughs> lips like, spread out on the perfect. Without a screen. I'll have to watch You've it. You've really been in the sun, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting to me. I've got now. I've... Um... I'm sure you two are both cynic, Carl. I know uh, you certainly have. Uh, well, I think it was last week. I'm I'm really surprised at the colour of some of the face masks that people are wearing. Now, I don't mean they <laughs> had it personalised or had. I mean our standard, perhaps blue masks yeah. uh, that are sort of 
brown around the ears <laughs> and today we're brighten around the nose yeah so, that was probably rounds you know the first time this came round. you know I think, I, I think that's probably one of the things that hasn't been Ooh. kind of discussed is it really that these the masks sort of do become useless fairly quickly um so when i mean it goes back to the the good old chat we were having right at the beginning you, you're wearing these sort of masks sessionally but they, they kind of stop their effectiveness after you know a, a good sort of 15 20 minutes or so uh, and they start to degrade quite rapidly but people obviously um you know they've got to pay for these things yeah. so the people that are in the public eye might not be aware of that and so they're wearing them what seems to be consistently for weeks <laughs> without, without, without changing or buying a new one um yeah i'm not hating to add this was not clinicians this was the no, general no, no. public just yeah. to clarify yeah. <laughs> but yeah. still that said i um you know this is the color of them as well so even if somebody isn't aware yeah, right, brain, isn't you should yeah you shouldn't yeah. be you know wearing them when there is a stain that color on the mass it shouldn't be there you know well, i would like to think yeah, somebody would go Ooh. it's possibly a theory that i don't yeah no, no. <laughs> are your practices um giving them to patients when they come in it uh, varies actually will yeah last week they weren't were they one of the practices the patients had to bring their own yeah i mean they're all i think they're all asked a bit like the shops really they're all asked to bring their own but if they haven't then they're supplied there hasn't i mean i've heard i haven't had any of the patients that we've seen complain about not wearing a mask i know you did um so i haven't experienced that and they've all been very compliant to the point actually where some of them have been a bit nervous to actually take it off oh. when they're in the uh when they're in the surgery yeah uh, I know that's right. shall, shall i take this off you can like yeah yeah <laughs> i'm good but not that good <laughs> yeah yeah well i just let them leave it on it hasn't changed the way i work oh. <laughs> nice. straight through. Yeah. yeah straight through the mask. carry on keep going oh my Sushi. god <laughs> <laughs> six zeros non-resolvable can you see those <laughs> not with my eyes <laughs> so what about your week carl how's how's things gone this week for you yeah yeah good again you know just inundated with the uh, the new consultations and and people a, li a little bit peeve they've had to not at us but peeve they've had to wait um for sort of dentists practices to open back up again i think that's been their biggest gripe yeah it's not a massive gripe but it's one that, you know that they've had to kind of suffer uh, be the right word to use really i mean a lot of them are still coming in with what we would have seen and dealt with really early on simple extractions where you know they've got fractured roots and they've been eating in discomfort or um failing dentition where the caries has sort of been left for a few months and they've got high carriage rates so i've seen a few of those um and just neglected really in in terms of that it's not supervised neglect because you can supervise it yeah. but it's neglect from i'll put it very politely from the government and the authorities that haven't allowed us as dentists to do our jobs and look after the patients thankfully nothing serious so i haven't seen any lesions that i've been worried about uh mm -hmm. and i hope i don't uh, but that's obviously one worry that the uh, I joined I joined a new 
um, group, which is the uh, British Association for Private Dentistry. At uh, twenty, you joined it as well. I have, yeah. Paid my yeah. subscription. Excellent. And I, I kind of, I do like uh, where they're coming from, really, because I, yeah, I do too. feel that we've, we, it's not angst and it's not anger or anything like that. I just feel that we've been kind of underrepresented, and we've got a voice, and I don't think we've been heard, um, not just as private practitioners but as dentists. Um, when it comes to a lot of the sort of unnecessary, I think it's necessary that we're regulated, but I think a lot of the regulations that we have been kind of put on top of, some of them are excessive and unnecessary and they don't help patients. And I think the regulations should be there to help patients, not to hinder them. And so I hope these guys, and I think they will, uh, are just going to continue to to raise these concerns with the respective regulators and authorities. And I think they've done a sterling job with their letter that they sent to PHE, uh, asking for a response to the unfounded regulations and the evidence-based regulations they are imposing and imposing even more of if uh, that Scottish, I can't call it evidence, I'm gonna call it mythology. <laughs> and I think, it, unfortunately, I think that uh, the people as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the people that make these decisions, they, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the hospital assistants where you had a matron that kind of ran the ward rather than the managers running the ward and the matrons kind of understood how it all worked because they had a clinical understanding, but they had a managerial responsibility as well. And they ran it really effectively because people listened to them and things were done extremely well. And I think once you've taken that clinical aspect away and you've just got this non-clinical aspect coming in without any kind of clinical input, or if the clinical input isn't coming in from people that are wet-fingered or on the ground, yeah. I think it, it, you lose you lose touch. I, ho I hope the dentists who signed up originally will get on board and pay their subscription um, and back it fully, because I, th I think it, you know it developed legs quite quickly. Yeah. I hope it continues to to keep that momentum going and obviously it's going to need some funding um because you know these guys have put some serious time into it haven't they yeah yeah uh, you know i'll take my hats off to them um you know i thought i was a geek but they, they take the geek the geekiness to a, an exceptional level and good because they use it for for us and i also like the fact that uh, pretty much anybody that has um any links to dentistry can be a member and support the group and get support from the group. Mm. So there are some organizations out there that will remain nameless that will not have sort of dental auxiliaries and other parts of members of the team, which are an essential part of the team within the organization won't represent them, which is a real shame. And it's caused a, uh, maybe a little bit of splintering and, and hopefully we can get some cohesion here mm. um, and a big voice. Anyway, that's my thought. <laughs> Don't sit on the fence, did you say? That's it, yeah, don't sit on the fence. You know, we don't understand what you mean. Good on you. So we've got uh, we got Preston in lockdown again, I hear today. So Is, it? Another... Is it really? So I, I didn't hear. know. So Preston. I hear I'm in. Preston. Preston. Do you know? No, I haven't heard that. Well, no. That's very interesting because on the um, very first day of my time in Preston as a student, it was Sybil Roscoe who did the weather with Simon Mayo. And it was the, my first morning 
off to college and I flicked the radio on and Simon Mayer came on and the weather forecast came on and it was sunny. The weather forecast was sunny throughout the country apart from Preston. <laughs> and I thought, what? Bearing in mind, I'm sorry, Preston, but I'd never heard of you before I actually got into college there. And the other, the great thing about that place was that I'd come out, come back from my holiday in, uh, where had I gone? Falaraki before Falaraki was like it is now. <laughs> uh, it was different then. It, was, it only had two nightclubs and one of those was gay. <laughs> and I ended up in that one. And with me mate, looking around going, that's nice. Not a lot of women in here, but there's a lot of men dancing with each other. Star Burst, I think it was called. <laughs> but it was the only one that stayed open until two o'clock in the morning, otherwise you had to go to set. Uh, anyway, I digress. So I've got a tan. I had a little bit of a wispy tash, not quite as good as this. Got off the train. I thought I'll read a paper while I'm, you know, sitting down waiting for uh, Tark College. And it was a bank robbery that had happened. <laughs> and the person that had robbed the bank had a tash and a tan. <laughs> I think, what? <laughs> We're all the old ladies staring at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they had, uh, you know, they had abducted uh, the NatWest manager's family and him and then oh. took him to the bank. And uh, I think he was all right. He's suddenly all right. But they made him open the safe and, and took the money. But anyway, Preston, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, well, apparently so. I mean, I'm sure it will be... Uh, first motorway. First motorway in the UK. Preston well, the other thing is you don't know kind of people are trying to decide which country they can go to. I know. Which, you know, might be safe and then be able to get back from and not have to quarantine for mm. however you know long. I struggle with it, and it's kind of like trying to kind of get some kind of logic to the instructions or the guidance that we're being given. So I think we talked about it last time. So Spain, you're suddenly in Spain, then you're told that you've got to quarantine for 14 days when you get back. Um, but if you, you can't go to Portugal, but Portugal's got a lower case. And I think we talked about this last time in Spain. And I think, okay, there must be a reason. I, I just, you know, it's the same reason that they kind of make up that, let's, let's describe a horse with a camel kind of thing, maybe. And then you, you hear of these other countries as well, and you think, and then, then, you know, you can go into a church as long as you wear a mask on the 8th of August. So you've got another week. It's not like we haven't got time to prepare to get the masks ready or anything like that. And it's kind of like, why are you delaying it? Why can you go in for the next seven days? But in, in on that day, it's I, I just can't quite get my head around some of the lack of the, the cohesion of the guy. And if you do go into a shop and you're not wearing a mask, they, they've decided that they're not going to legally enforce it in certain shops. So you can do it and you just get my, people might look at you and go, like the British do. And what they they don't do anything other than go home and go. Do you know what? I went to Sainsbury's and this twat wasn't wearing a mask, <laughs> so I stayed more than two meters away from them. And and that's 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 about as bad as the British get, isn't it? You don't really see them like in America, you know, where they get a gun. <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Well. It, it when, when do you think we will or won't find out if there's any sort of transmission in? dentistry do you know what i think that uh, that's a great question I, and i wish will i actually did some research and asked them sensible questions rather than just ranting I know <laughs> talking about Preston and yeah um, and so, you know, it is it is good that Packing. kate and you are on here yeah, interesting, um, yeah. <laughs> um and i think we've got to wait from the the data to come around so I, they are looking at testing again in three months after the first 
to test the cohort. So I think that probably if they do do that, they follow up with that and other, other sort of universities or trusts follow up with that kind of testing of, of health professionals, dentists and other health professionals after we were allowed to reopen again and then have a look at the two sets of data. So there's going to be one in lockdown and then there's going to be one after lockdown and have a look at the whether there's any difference between the two. That might give us some kind of idea. But the only the only sort of get I guess the only differential factor that they can look at there will be the the wearing of the mask at the consultation stage. Because the idea of the the aerosols and the respirators, that's a that's a much more difficult one to measure. Um, because you've got so many confounders coming in because we were we were working face to face when we were chatting with the patients prior to that and we were wearing a mask when we were doing well most people i would imagine were wearing a mask when they were doing crown preps so it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see whether there is a difference and what i sadly what i actually hope is there isn't because yeah. what it would say was that at the beginning what we were doing worked um, but I imagine there might be a little bit of a difference and that's probably due, due to the fact that we are sort of doing all this social distancing. So I think it's difficult. It's going to be a difficult one. Does that answer your question, by the way? Well, I don't know, because there's, there's certain things like to do with the exposure where you're saying, well, how transmissible is the virus if I have it and I'm just speaking to you and having a conversation? Is it going to or do I need to actively sneeze or well something from the back of my throat or is it just floating in the air as i speak to you yeah um, i mean well the evidence the evidence doesn't suggest that it's it's hugely transmissible unless one you're showing symptoms mm. um so i think the triaging of that and i think that most people that prior to lockdown that were having symptoms didn't really come in because yet you, you know when you most patients are quite nice and if they had a cough, cough the problem was the staff <laughs> no you know well i'm coming in because uh, the boss is making me yeah and they probably didn't probably didn't think it was you know that that infective i mean it wasn't really understood that well really i you know i'm racking my brains my brain's not that good anymore but i don't remember people panicking that much if you had a cough in you know, December, January, and yeah. us understanding it that much. It was only kind of when it got sort of February, March, and we're thinking, you know what? When people are coughing now, you kind of... Mm, I know. I guess it's all got to come out at some point because obviously there's so many people who are symptomless. So yeah. can you get it from a symptomless person? I presume you can, uh, obviously, because it's spread around quite a lot. But, you know, for me, getting my head around you know what actively has to happen for that number of virus particles that are going to have an effect to hit me through mm. whatever mucosa of whatever shape or form and then cause me to be ill you know i still haven't quite got my head around around that bit of the science Do you mm. know I'm, I'm i'm kind of with you on that it's it, i wonder if it's for me it's curious as to exactly how it is and I wonder if it's the persistence of its ability to live outside of the respiratory system. And then we touch it and we get the 
that pass in because we do touch our face and our nasal areas because I, I I certainly know that I do and now I'm rubbing this little fella quite a bit. A beard stroking yeah. in contemplation. And and you know the washing of the hands and I wonder how you know effective that's actually been in in reducing the the transmission rates of it and that the droplet side of it the coughing and the that i i'm not convinced that's a, a major spreader um and i think if it was in my head then when people were going around the supermarkets mm -hmm. during the lockdown process and they were walking around those supermarkets whether they were aware that they were effective or not yeah it just doesn't add up that there wasn't that sort of exponential growth of the continuation of the virus it kind of didn't it doesn't add the maths doesn't add up i'd like to know what the sort of illness rate of staff in shops is um because th that was the one area where shops were still open and people were yeah. still visiting um and just whether there's been any spikes within supermarkets mm. people going ill and being tested and showing positive you know that, that would be again interesting stats wouldn't it i'm 100 percent with you on that what, what i really like i don't know whether we talked about this we might have done or i might have just been ranted to somebody else but uh, it's do you know and i take my hats off to everybody that worked and still works in in the supermarkets and the other shops and, and you know put themselves out there to stay open um but it's the the people that are on the tills with the gloves and you're coming along with your your fruit, your veg, and whatever else you've got, and they're they're putting it through the till, and because uh, because we're clued up on cross infection and taking the gloves off and washing our hands, and I'm watching them, and I've watched them do the person in front of me, and I've watched them wear the same pair of gloves as my food goes through, and I've watched them not change those gloves when the next mm -hmm. person goes through, and I'm thinking, well, if it is these little droplets, well, that's that's passing it from that potentially infective person that might be at number one or number two or number seven or number 12 or number 99 that's gone through that till today and then spreading it to everybody else because it's on that shopkeeper's gloves as they're moving it around in in if that's how well this thing spreads mm -hmm. uh, so that that was one thing that i was intrigued about and I, then the other I'm thing exactly that, what you said will is is shop you know people in those shops and how how poorly that they've been and how many, how many of their employees uh, uh, talking of gloves as well i believe these are going to be the new items that we're all trying to get and prices going through the roof i'm hearing just because one there they are obviously in quite high demand everyone seems yeah. to be wearing you know uh, the rubber gloves or the nitrile gloves and whether some of the some of the supply chains in certain countries where I don't know whether it's whatever chemicals they're using is is becoming in short supply so again this is just a rumor that I've heard so I think in back of my mind is thinking it might be worth just making sure one you you know you've got your a good supply of, of gloves or the practices you go to have got a good supply uh, of gloves and also maybe the protocol for what sort of gloves you can wear during a checkup or your nursing staff and that kind of thing during a checkup because literally they're, they're getting through so many you know like in our place so mm. many boxes of gloves oh yeah 100 percent. so you're talking about the non-sterile sort of nitrile yeah uh, you know normal yeah everyday stuff to mm. do michael jackson just do your checkups just wear, just wear one white one with white one 
Sparkle. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. That's, um, that's interesting. Doesn't surprise me, I've got to be honest. It, it doesn't really surprise happens. me. It doesn't surprise me at all. No. Um, mm. So Who should knows? we get winter winter gloves out, Will? I mean, we joke. <laughs> <laughs> Might get my little mittens. My little ski gloves on. <laughs> Reusable marigolds. Yeah. Yeah. Are they autoclavable, those marigolds? They seem yeah, pretty indestructible to me. <laughs> yes. And I, you don't get that sort of sensitivity with them, but you know what the hell. Well, I've come up with a plan. Is what you do is you go to, you go to the petrol station and you sting all the ones. Great idea. That what they've got. I didn't say that. Great idea. That's, yeah, yeah. That, He's in the know. Will Murphy's that, in the know. That's just genius. Just genius. I so like everybody's going to rush you, after this. You do not support theft in any shape or form. Yeah. Well, they do round here. <laughs> Yeah, We're right. all going to go and fill our cars up after this. Yeah? <laughs> you got a car? <laughs> well, if yeah, you got a car, just check. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> right, gentlemen. Uh, with that in mind, we're forty minutes in. So, if um, we want to call it a night, I suggest we do so now before we are heckled he's with rumbling tummies. Uh, he's getting angry. <laughs> where well, are you? Where, where are you going, by the way? Uh, La Plancha in Mosley. Oh, beautiful. Is that, yeah. is that the Moroccan? Tapas. Tapas. Oh, the yeah, I've, I've been there. Yeah, that's... Yummy, uh, yummy. Yeah, We're going to rush there now after. See Will yeah, Murphy. No, 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 all the gloves. Oh, yeah, I've got all that weight that I've lost in the surgery. Nice. <laughs> Do you take your own wine in on that one? Is that the way you take, can you take your own wine in? Or? Uh, no. I think that's... Is that the Moroccan one around the corner? Could be. Could be. Do you know what? It's that long since I've been allowed out of the house, mate. I can't remember. Oh. Right. On that note, yeah, everybody, yeah. thank you time. very much. Have a fantastic weekend and see you next week. Cheers, Have a lovely everybody. evening, Will. Bye-bye. Thank you. It is. <laughs>